0: You know, when I say strength and I talk about spiritual strength, that's very different than physical strength. There is a difference between spiritual and physical strength. We're going to talk about that because Paul talks about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Himberry. I'm Jens. And this is Bible Discovery TV, a program taking you through the Bible from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, and we do that every year. We're going to do it next year too, and we're looking
1: forward to it. Now, Ryan is here. Ryan, what's going on? Well, today, Paul is concerned that the Corinthian Christians will be deceived by the serpent, Satan, just as Eve was in Eden. My segment today reviews that tragic day in Eden. Very good. Janice? Today, grace and peace.
0: All right, and Ray, good to see you here.
2: I'm so glad to be with you.
0: All right, we're going to talk to Ray about what he's doing. He ended up in Canada. He's a British citizen. We'll find out more about that coming up in about 25 minutes. So. Let's get to the program and open up your Bible.
3: 2 Corinthians 13, 1-14 This will be the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I have told you before... And foretell as if I were present the second time, and now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before, and to all the rest, that if I come again I will not spare. Since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak toward you, but mighty in you. For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God." For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you are disqualified? But I trust you will know that we are not disqualified. Now I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that you should do what is honourable, though we may seem disqualified. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak and you are strong. And this also, we pray, that you may be made complete." Therefore, I write these things being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness, according to the authority which the Lord has given me for edification and not for destruction. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 through 14.
0: Second Corinthians chapter 10, chapter 11, 12, and 13. We close out that book today. What an interesting passage this is. You know, Paul closes his words to the Corinthians in a unique way. He gives them assignments of the heart. Paul directs every believer to test, to see if they are in faith, to examine oneself, recognizing that as a believer, we need to have regular times, regular times of self-examination. Boy, that's hard, isn't it? In life, we tend to believe that we have work, that we have rest, we have play. Some go church to be spiritual. But God's assignment for the Christian is that their heart, their mind, become spiritual in all ways of life, work, rest, and play. As followers of Christ we are commissioned to let people know about what Jesus has done for us in every way. For example, do we think about the Lord as we live our daily lives? Do we pray? Here's a good one. Do we read the Bible? Do we live our life like Christ? Well, these are some of the most important assignments we, we have as believers and what Paul talks about today. You know, I can't think of a better way to end the church letter of Corinth this way and take your Bible guide and turn to it today. Because as we look at closing words, we need to understand that God is teaching us something here that we need to pay attention to. Take your Bible guide. If you don't have one, write to us or call us or go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com and click on it, and it'll take you to a page for donate. Let me just say thank you for your donations. We very much appreciate them. You know, we are not supported by some big magical thing around here, but we're supported by the daily offerings of people who give. So we don't tell you how much, but we pray that God speaks to your heart and he will show you what to give and how to give. So thank you for your donations. But then it takes you to a page it's a PDF file, so you can download the PDF file just exactly how we printed it. It's really great. And you can join us since you're seconds away, seconds away. Very interesting. Well, as we look at this, let's pray and ask the Lord to show us. So Father, we pray today, help us to see what you've said here. Help us to understand it, Lord, because if we, if we can't, we hear what you're saying, then it changes us. So Lord, in Jesus' name, every viewer who's watching on the internet, on the phone, on the television, wherever they're watching, touch them today, Holy Spirit. You're not limited by time and space and be with them as we look at your words. These are your words that we're reading. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The words of God. That's what we're reading here. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. This will be the third time I am coming to you, Paul says. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. Really important for social media today, isn't it? (laughs) By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I have told you before and foretell as if I were present the second time and now being absent, I write to those who have sinned before and to all the rest that if I come again, I will not spare since you seek proof of Christ speaking in me, who is not weak towards you, but mighty in you for though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God for we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. You know, this is important to remember. Spiritual strength is not what physical strength looks like. It's not. Being strong in spirit is different than being strong in body. I remember being a young child and they taught us on Ephesians 6, you know, put the helmet of salvation and all this other stuff. And and I thought, yeah, I'm going to be strong and walk down the street with a great. Hold on a minute. That's not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying that we're weak physically, spiritually, we are strong. We need to understand that to be strong in spirit is very important, especially today, because there's many things stronger physically than we are. But our spirit change, you know, let me just say that every leader has a heart and that heart beats. Who holds your heartbeat? Oh, God does. The heart stops. Because of God, he makes the decision. Hebrews 9.27, it is appointed once for a man to die, then face judgment. Interesting. 1 Corinthians 13.5, examine yourselves as to whether you are in faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you, unless you indeed are disqualified? But I trust that you will know that we are not disqualified. Now I pray to God that you do no evil, not that we should appear proved, but that you should do what is honorable, though we may seem disqualified for we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, that you are strong. And this also we pray that you may be complete, made complete. Therefore I write these things being absent, lest being present, should use sharpness according to the authority which the Lord has given me for edification and not for destruction. Do you hear what Paul is saying? Christian faith calls us to frequently re-examine ourselves. Humility is a key component to Christian faith. I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to everyone who is a Christian, Christ follower. We must consider this and say, Lord, I need to be reexamined on a regular basis. Help me. Help me today, Lord. This is my important message to you, Lord. Your Holy Spirit has to help me. Thank you, Lord. 13, verse 11. Finally, brethren, farewell, become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. As Christians, Christ followers, we must learn to live in peace. That's so important, especially in today's world. Live in peace, united in Christ, and not fight. Fight. Important. Denominations should not fight against each other. Now, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Denominations were not created so that we could fight. They were created to help us grow. And God has to help us. We believe in the Bible. We believe in God. The denominations are there to show the emphasis of God in these ways. And so, beloved, we must work together, not work apart. The Bible is our leading passage. We follow the Bible, and we must work together. Very, very important. Something to think about. Hi, Rod Henry, We go through the Bible in one year. It's exciting. It's great. And you can join us by searching Bible Discovery TV on your phone. That's right. On your phone, your iPhone or your Android phone. And when you do so, you'll find the app. You can download the app and watch it anytime you want. Never miss a program right here on Bible Discovery TV. We'll see you there.
1: Well, it's time now to carry on with our Bible study, and today our reading is 2 Corinthians chapters 10 through 13. And my specific focus is on chapter 11, verse 3, where Paul is very concerned about the Corinthian Christians. And he says this, But I fear, lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, Paul is afraid that just as Eve was deceived by Satan, so too will they be led astray. Well, my report today reviews that tragic day in history when Eve was deceived. Although all men now come from women, according to the Bible, the first woman actually came from a man. Indeed, at the culmination of creation, God forms out of dust a unique being in his own image and likeness, and gives him life this was adam the first man and father of the entire human race god then uses flesh and bone from adam's own side to form another being in his image when adam sees her he recognizes from whom she was taken this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh he says she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man adam would later call her eve which in hebrew sounds like the word for the living quite fitting for the woman who would become the mother of the entire human race. Unfortunately, bearing children was to become extremely painful. Though God had only given Adam and Eve one rule for their own protection, not to eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Satan, using the subtlety of a serpent, deceived the woman into doing just that. Hath God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden, asks the serpent? We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, Eve replies, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Though some accuse Eve here of adding to God's word, since God had said nothing about the touching of the tree, the Bible clearly makes her partaking of the fruit the first sin, not her adding to the word of God. Also, since this command was given previous to Eve's creation, she would have received it orally from Adam. So it is possible that Adam added it, or that God said both things, but is only now being revealed. In any case, Eve's reply to the serpent shows her recognition of the strictness of God's command. Despite her recognition, however, Satan deceives her and she eats the fruit. In turn, she gives some to her husband, who all the while has been standing idly by. At this very moment in history, a savior, a messiah, suddenly became necessary someone to restore our now tarnished relationship with our loving father, and someone to reverse the curse of death. And God already had a plan. While cursing the serpent, God proclaims in Genesis 3:15 that the seed of the woman would have victory over Satan. This is the very first messianic prophecy in the Bible, and Eve recognizes it. Indeed, when her first son Cain is born, she believes he is that Messiah. Though English translations of the Bible change her words, In Hebrew, she literally says, I have gotten a man, Jehovah. Though she would soon realize that Cain was not the promised Messiah, she knew one day he would come. The work that Satan started that day so long ago in the garden still continues to this day. Just think about all the lies and false allegations brought against our loving Heavenly Father each and every day. Satan has convinced many people that God is some sort of malevolent dictator who doesn't want us to have any fun. But look at what happened when Eve believed that filthy lie. It wasn't that God didn't want her and Adam to have fun. He was protecting them from all of this. Know this, God wants us to live life to the fullest and to have it abundantly. He wants that so much for us that he even came as a man and gave his life as a substitute for ours. But Satan, he twists all of that. So don't fall for his lies as Eve did. God's ways lead us to life. All other ways lead to death. Very important to remember that when you say
0: all of this, you look around the world and you can see the, the, the turmoil going on and the frustration taking place. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's very important because a lot of people simply say, well, if God is a good God, then how come he allowed this? And It's not that he did. We violated Yeah. What he said and we got rid of his protection. That's That's right. That's what happened.
1: You you gotta read you gotta read Genesis chapter three, right? Uh, really. That's what I tell especially Christians who who ask that. But uh,
0: yeah. You know, reading the Bible answers those questions. Very Mm -hmm. interesting. Very interesting. Janice?
3: Well, I titled my segment today, Grace and Peace. You know, it's interesting to see, to note here, um, that the word grace, Paul uses the word grace. It begins and ends every New Testament letter that has Paul's name in the greeting. And I want to clarify that without grace from God, a person cannot have peace with God. So without grace from God, a person cannot have peace with God. And I want to just focus on Paul's farewell to the Corinthian church. He gives greeting and farewell. And I think it's just written beautifully. Finally, brethren, farewell. Become complete. This is, he's talking to the brethren. He's talking to fellow believers in Corinth. Become complete. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace and the god of love and peace will be with you now isn't that something that we also need to remind one another of our unity in the body of christ the church the believers comes down to that Become complete." That's complete in God. Be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. And he ends on verse 14, "'The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.'" And that is a benediction, including the Father, the Son, and the Holy
2: Spirit.
0: The communion of the Holy Spirit is interesting because you're full of the Holy Spirit, I'm full of the Holy Spirit. We, 99.9% of the time, we agree on what has to be done, but how we do it
3: mm-hmm. is different. It's it? different.
0: And you have different ways of doing it. I have different ways of doing it. And that's where we come together and we kind of do this. But then God says, well, don't do that. Do
3: that. Yeah, Work together. Yeah. Work together.
0: And I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Lord takes us there. And that's something that, Ray, that. He's done with you and working with these different ministries and these different organizations. You come to Canada in 1996. I meet you in 97. We're down in Brampton in the studios. And uh, it's interesting because God does amazing things yes. at that time in Canada. Yes,
2: is- yes absolutely. I, I, I think that it was a very interesting time. I spent five years here in that position. That's where we first met. And in fact, I call upon you to help that ministry for a period of time. And um, I remember the first time that they went on television outside of their own country. I was in Australia for the launch of the Australian Christian Channel. And uh, I said to this pastor, I said, you know, we could get you on television in Australia. What what do I want to go to Australia for? What uh, is it going to be relevant? I said, well, let's see. So we put the program on in Australia. This is the power of Christian television. It was power of God through Christian yes. television, I should say. The first program that went out in Australia resulted in an entire aboriginal family giving their life to Christ and being delivered from alcoholism. The entire family were alcoholics. Mm-hmm. So that is, that is just an awesome moment when we learned a, a, about that. And we've seen this time and time again through the medium of Christian television, delivering the Word of God, people's lives getting changed. The thing that we don't
0: realize is we, we like to position ourselves as people who understand the medium and all that, but we really don't. No. And we don't know what God's going to do because God does things, and He says, do this or do that. And we were like real sophisticated. Well, we're going to do that because X, you know, 29% of the people do that. Thing. God is going to t- decide what you're going to do. Absolutely. And we do it. Because if you do it that way, then the Lord speaks to us. Yes. yes. That's very, very important. Yeah. Now we've got four minutes and 30 seconds left and we need to begin this story. I was praying
2: um,
0: after maybe four or five years, I was praying and, and I said in Canada, because we broadcast around the world. But I said, Lord, we don't, in Canada, we don't really have a voice anymore. We don't have a voice anymore. David Mainz was an excellent man and he perished, his body perished, he's with the Lord now. And we don't really have a voice for the Christian people in Canada. It's, Lord, where is that voice? Where is that voice? And and I wasn't getting any answers, I, I it just wasn't. and. You were praying the same thing.
2: I was, Rod. And I knew David um, and had spent quite a bit of time with him. I was with him uh, in Expo 2000 in Germany uh, where we had uh, put together the program for for that, the Christian Pavilion. So I spent quite a bit of time with him. And I always kind of saw David and his ministry as being a voice in Canada. So in um, 2021... Uh, May April, May time, I began to ask the question, where's the voice in Canada? And I did some searching. I didn't get any answers. I was praying about it. I asked people about it. There was no real answer to that for me. So then uh, that was April, May. In June, I went to the National Religious Broadcasters Association Convention in Dallas, Texas. We had five days. And, and you know, because you're there, we sit on the television committee together now. But um, how kind of strained you could be at the end of that five days and tired. So I moved to another hotel. I thought, I'm going to get a good night's rest here, you know. (laughs) So in the middle of the night, all I can hear is Acts chapter two. It's like it's just not leaving me. So I get up. It's going on and on. I get up out of bed. I go over to the desk in the hotel room and I write on the hotel notepad Acts chapter 2, thinking that's it. I can go back to sleep now. And as I, as I finished writing 2 in Acts chapter 2, I felt the Lord saying, A is for associated, C is for Christian, T is for television. Send this to Rod Henry. So I emailed you. And I remember my closing line was, if this rings your bell, let me know. <laughs> and you write back and say, it rings my bell, let's meet. And uh, and well, after, just to, uh, to, to, to bring
0: that in, we hadn't talked in, in a while. No, And, uh, you know, I, I didn't expect it, but I'm, I'm asking the question, I'm seeking God, and I'm trying to figure this out. And I'm like, Lord, what, you know, I, I don't know what, what, who is the voice? Where do we go? How do we do this? And uh, then I see this email from Ray Craddock, and I open it up, and I read it. Yeah. God struck my heart. Yeah. And God spoke to me and said, talk to Ray. So I sent you an email back. You did. You and did. And I said, it rings my bell. Let's talk. Yes. And so we came back about two years ago, a little over a year ago, and uh, we sat down. And we, we, we called each other. We sat down, and we started talking.
2: Yes. Do you remember that? I, I really do. <laughs> I, I remember it. what the thing that really impacted me is here. I'm am I asking this question, not knowing that you had been asking the same question, because, as you said, we hadn't seen each other for a while and we, we hadn't certainly hadn't had these discussions. You've been asking the same question. I've been asking the same question. We didn't know it. And I remember, you know, as we shared this whole concept of of associated Christian television, we then uh, talked about, well, what happens if the government decide to, you know, control Christian television, Christian ministry, as in some countries, some pastors have to submit their sermon to the government to get approval before they can preach it. So uh, we had these kinds of discussions and... I had no idea that that's what was going on in your life as well, that you were praying and thinking about this.
0: We'll talk about that and more, and what we ended up doing on the next program. It's going to be very interesting. So call your friends and your family, and uh, make sure you join us tomorrow. I want to invite you to our prayer meeting at 3.30 on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Facebook, on Bible Discovery TV, and on YouTube. I will be there live, 3.30 to 4.30 Eastern Standard Time, and we look forward to you coming. So make time to do that at some point. But today we pray, and let's say this, Father, I must hear your word. I must read it, and I must hear it. I must believe what you said. Help me today.